you are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Holgamaniacs? And thank you for tuning in to another live edition of Big Boys and Body Slams. How the devil are you? My name is Zach. Right next to me, we got Kyle. Hey, everybody. It's Kyle. And I can't reach in to mess with him, but we got Luke way down there. Hey, hey. Oh, Kyle's messing with me. And since you know we're live, once again, we've got the irreverent Cameraman Colin. How's it going, guys? Doing pretty well, Cameraman Colin. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Well, if you didn't know, we just got through watching... Fastlane, the totally not unnecessary pay-per-view between the Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. Oh, I, I get it, because you're being sarcastic, because it is unnecessary. I mean, if we were going to be fair, neither the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view or the Fastlane pay-per-view are really needed. What the Elimination Chamber view? Whoa, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view uh, was was good. I wouldn't say this was bad. I, I wouldn't say this was, was great. Yeah. But no, I, I really enjoyed Elimination Chamber, and this one eh, fell a little short for me. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this show, but it, it it just it just doesn't need to be here. It was more for angles than matches. Oh, it was, for sure. It was more for a build, which I mean, you could get all this stuff done on Raw and SmackDown each week. And as we were and, and as we were talking about it, like totally, totally feels like a Pritchard show, like a classic mid two thousands WWE show. But that could just be wishful thinking on our end because it could be. It could now, definitely be. I think he just got with them, right? Oh yeah. Well, the one thing that I didn't like before we really sink our teeth into it, uh, there were a couple. I mean, we're only a month out, and there were a couple new WrestleMania matches that you could see are going to get booked now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's it's too it's too late. It's too late to bring other storylines like that in i mean right right right. once again i'm hoping that's something that bruce pritchard will fix because long-term storytelling is is his thing i mean that's that's his and to the product's credit there are a a good amount of the storylines that we have going into uh wrestlemania this year are somewhat long-term stories at least the big ones so that's kind of refreshing to see but like i mean we'll get into it but like beth phoenix and 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 that sort of a thing it was like okay well i guess this is happening right uh, before we get into things too much, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. This will be our last live show until Money in the Bank. We are not doing a live stream after WrestleMania next month. We're definitely watching it. We're definitely going to record an episode on it. Uh, but that show's just too long to do a live it's stream. It's going to be like 10 hours. Yeah, we got we got jobs mm. and kids to take to school the next day. So we'll be coming at you uh, Monday evening, normal recording day. We'll probably be getting it up Tuesday morning, though. I'm not going to make you wait that extra day. <laughs> just Tuesday mornings. That's yeah, the time. It, WrestleMania is too long now. It's, it's unfortunate because I love WrestleMania, but it's just too long for me right now. Yeah, but I mean, it's just yeah, a day, day yeah. late. Uh, and then, so we have that coming out next month. This is going to be a big month for us. we got some fun stuff going on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Big Boys and Body Slam Slam Chat on Facebook is just hopping every single day. you got to get on that page, guys. It's super fun. we got a lot of cool tournaments and some content coming to that. Hopefully, maybe a video or two. got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we apologize, by the way, for having to put off the Ready to Rumble review, but... Yeah, when you when you finally get it, it's going to be worth it. I promise. Speaking of the Ready to Rumble review, should I tell us who we are brought to you by today? Yes. We are brought to you today by Patreon.com/slash Big Boys and Body Slams. Not, not 
not a donation platform. It is a membership platform because you're getting things back in return, such as big boys and body slams at the movies, your name in the credits, your name in the video version of the credits, as well as the audio version for a higher tier. And uh, just $1 gets you the show one day early. And uh, keep your eyes out because that that window of exclusivity might be widening a little bit. So just more reason to, to contribute and get involved. And speaking of contributing and getting involved, it's super easy to do. Leave us a rate on iTunes or the Google Play Store or spot. I don't know if they do ratings on Spotify, but if they do, leave us one. Uh, talk to us on YouTube. Talk to us on Facebook, Twitter. We're super responsive. We want to talk to you guys. We want to get to know you. Slam Chat's the best way to do it. Uh, we're all very active, including Cameraman Colin on Slam Chat. So get at us. Let Especially us know what you think. cameraman Colin. Yeah, we have uh, show threads that go up for all of our non-live shows. So get involved there. Back to my pitch. We're brought to you by patreon.com slash big boys and body slam. So head over there and check it out. We think it's going to be worth your time. With all that being said, are we ready? Whew. Let's hit it. Fastlane 2019. We have a pre-show match. Originally, we had two pre-show matches, but it is discovered between a Carmella and Zelina Vega infighting segment that Samoa Joe has decided to make the Andrade Rey Mysterio match a fatal four-way for the U.S. championship between Joe himself. Andrade, Rey Mysterio, and the fourth guy, R-Truth. So that's going to be a match that's going to get bumped to the main card. So instead, the pre-show match is going to be Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Ooh, yeah, ooh that was like spicy. That? Versus yeah. The New Day. And this was a show that initially, uh, I couldn't stop talking about uh, why does this show need to happen? Why is this show happening? It would become evident later on, but just something worth noting. This was a show they kind of threw on on like Thursday or Friday, and uh, it's, it happened. Uh, let's get into it. So Shinsuke and Xavier Woods are going to start. There's a head scissors to Nakamura for a near fall and Enziguri to Xavier. Cut away uh, to a Roman Reigns slash the Shield video package. Back to the match now. Rusev gets tagged in, working over Xavier. Shinsuke and Rusev are just doing lots of quick tags, just doing some nice heel work. Xavier's getting the heat forever here. He finally fights back, uh, but Shinsuke tags in, hits a scissor kick to Xavier for a near fall. Another cutaway. Uh, this time, the McMiz and Miz Sr. are chatting when Shane runs in, and they all just have a they have a little chat together, just a little... Just a little chat. We get a missile dropkick after that by Xavier, and Biggie finally gets tagged in. Hits a belly to belly to Nakamura. And then the biggest big splash I think I've oh, ever seen. Oh, he got seen. some air. This was one of my favorite spots of this match. It was amazing. That was for a Biggie near fall. And then there's a nice guillotine by Shinsuke to Biggie, but he ends up throwing him down. A scissor kick to Biggie, who's draped on the apron. Flying knee to Biggie. And then a botched Enziguri by Xavier, but he recovers with the DDT. There's a kick to Xavier by Rusev for a near fall. And then a wheelbarrow into a deadlift German suplex for a Rusev near fall. That was real nice. Nice. A uh, running knee to Xavier for a Shinsuke near fall. And then a roll up for a Woods near fall. And then Biggie gets tagged in. Hits a big, gets big booted by Shinsuke, who then tags Rusev in. Moshka kick to Biggie. Xavier breaks up the pinfall attempt. Shinsuke gets sent outside. Rusev gets sent outside. Xavier goes for a plancha, but gets caught and then thrown down. Back in the ring, uh, that leads to a Rusev near fall. The accolade gets applied to Xavier Woods, who's reaching for the ropes, but then Shinsuke like, pulls the rope away out of the ref's sight. I like that spot. Really, really nice spot. I thought that was really well done. That's something you don't see very often. That's kind of like yeah, like something that you would expect to see more often. It's yeah, it was it was cool. And then, uh, But uh, Biggie didn't like that very much and threw Shinsuke right at the timekeeper's area. Almost took out a bunch of staff on his way. Um, uh, Rusev gets rolled up for a near fall, and then New Day hits the up, up, down, down, and the New Day wins the match in 13 minutes for a match that had virtually no build, no story, no reason to exist. I enjoyed this match uh, quite a bit. I ended up giving it three stars. Uh, again, was not a super motivated matchup, but I feel like everybody worked hard and they put on a decent showing. I also gave it three stars. I think all these guys are better than pre-show. Yes. Um, especially Rusev and Nakamura. I mean, nothing is a new day, but those guys should be in like the U.S. title picture in some sort of picture. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the match, and it ended up furthering some storylines too. 
Well, and the thing is, too, is we've already seen him do this before, but I guess I'm still in awe and cannot accept, like you said, Kyle, that Shinsuke and Rusev are on the the pre-show right or the kickoff show however they want to phrase it everyone knows what it means okay so you need to you need to find a place for them and it seems like every time especially rusev that they find him in a spot where it's like okay you could push him to the moon if you wanted to now for whatever reason that momentum just dies and they and they give up on him i don't know what it is not long ago he was main eventing a smackdown pay-per-view against aj styles yes and he could be in that role all the time yes yeah, so, I mean, if you want to talk about people that are want, going to jump ship, I mean, I feel like Rusev, Nakamura, they're just not being used to their strengths, especially Shinsuke, who I don't know if they've told him, hey, don't be strong style. I don't, because since he's, he's been called up, we can all agree that he's been underwhelming. Oh, yeah. Agreed. There were a couple times he kicked, like, right away in this match, and they were not just not strong style. They were some of the weakest little dinky kicks I've ever seen. So there's sometimes where it feels like his heart's not in it. But I give it I give it three stars, all things considered. It was it was a good match for all four of these guys. All right. Cameraman Colin, what did you think of this match? I said uh, two and three quarters, but with an hour pre-show and one match. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. All right, now you're unmuted. Go ahead. Uh, with an hour pre-show in one match, was it really necessary to cut away twice for interviews and promos? I yeah, forgot that about bugged that. me big time. Garbage. Uh, they cut away twice, which cutting away once during a match is something you don't want to do. One of those times was for like essentially a commercial for the show you're about to watch. Not a good look, uh, but yeah, that's a good point. Well, and they did this. They did this last show too uh, with the cruiserweight match that was a lot more exciting. It was an amazing match, and that just killed us. Yeah. I remember and yeah. just. There's no reason for it. it. It really bothers me because, first of all, I know there are people that, that still use that dinosaur called pay-per-view for these <laughs> WWE shows. Right. But, um, and I understand that you're, you're, these are free on the, that pay-per-view, you know, so you don't have to pay yeah. for this. Well, you they're get to putting watch them on social media now for right. free as well. So, so you're using it to build something up. But you could do the same build-up with a graphic that comes on to the TV underneath the match that says, like, hey, tonight you get the return of the shield, or tonight or, you get Daniel Bryan like versus ticker, Kevin Owens. Like a ticker tape. Or, yes, instead of yes. having, or instead of having the pre-show panel argue for an extra five minutes, you can yeah. just run the two segments you wanted to run. There you go. Even though too. I did love seeing Christian's handsome face. Yes, and Christian. Christian made an appearance on the pre-show. Cameraman, Colin, sorry. Oh, did you did you give her your rating? Did Oh, uh, two and three quarters. Okay. Right on. Sorry. Um, the guy just got to say it was great seeing uh, should be Hall of Famer Christian. He also uh, taught me, at least looks like we actually have similar hair, so he taught me how I should be hiding my <laughs> receding hairline. So, so yeah, so. thank you, Christian, friend of the podcast, for showing Luke how to hide his receding hair. Yeah, I mean, I need it. I need you guys kind of have the same hair, but Christian's prettier than you. Well. And he's going to hit it unprettier on you to make it even worse. Yeah, I was, I was about to make that joke, too, so thank you for just going that dire- same direction. You're welcome. Also, uh, before this match, before the pre-show match, uh-huh. we did get an Alistair Black and Ricochet uh, faking a selfie interview. Nothing one of those interview. goddamn things where you're faking the camera, where you're, you're faking holding the camera, but when, when, when the man who's supposed to be holding the phone moves... The camera does not move. Which they moved the whole time. Yeah, Ricochet was rocking back and forth like he had to pee or something. So unless he has ultimate dexterity in his hand, it does not shake <laughs> one bit. He's got a yeah, he's got a built-in stabilizer. It doesn't in his make hand. sense. Like there's no maybe they're using a gimbal. That's possible. A what? A gimbal. It's an iPhone stabilizing device. Next up, we're going to go to the main show, sure. and we're going to open up with a match right away, which is going to be Shane McMiz versus the Usos who are the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions. This is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Mr. The Miz Sr. is at ringside for I match. also want to point out, yes, friend of the podcast, 
fatheads in the front row Conrad, of Conrad and Bruce. Thompson and Bruce Pritchard. That's right. Oh, huge friends. We're huge friends of the podcast. And this is for Conrad. Roll Tad. Uh, we're going to get into the match here. Exact, 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 exact. Yeah. What's going on, man? How are you? All right, man. Okay. <laughs> I, I love you for that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so Jimmy and Shane are going to start the match. There's a leg sweep to Jimmy Uso by Shane. Miz tags in, hits a corner strike double team with him and Shane to Jimmy. And then Jay is come, gets in as a roll-up for a near fall uh, to the Miz, who then tags in Shane, hits some stiff corner strikes to Jay, which they always are. Am I right or am I right or am I right? <laughs> Jimmy tags in. There's a big shoulder block to Shane. He's like going to like do some kind of rock bottom move to... Uh, what, what would you call that? I don't know. A rock bottom esque move. A uh, Uranagi? Oh, no, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I meant the people's elbow. Because he was like, oh. he leapfrogged him, and then on his way back, after Jay tags in, he just like, or Jimmy tags in, he kills Shane with this shoulder block. Like, just mauls him with it. There's a headbutt, a series of headbutts to Shane for a near fall. Jay comes back in, gets a chin lock forever to Shane. There's an enziguri to Shane for a near fall. Jimmy comes back in, knocks the Miz off the apron, and then works over Shane some more. Jay's back in, just keep keeping on working Shane over. The old man's just getting beat up. At this point, I was thinking, this is not much of a match so far, but of course, they were telling a story uh, which which they did yeah. Shane eventually manages to hit a DDT off of a reversal Miz finally gets tagged in hits a springboard axe handle uh, there's kicks to Jimmy in the corner Miz slides under the bottom rope and then rolls up Jimmy for a near fall the Miz goes up top hits a diving crossbody takes out both Usos outside so the Miz was kind of flexing Wait, his muscles hold on the, that diving crossbody uh-huh. so we never see the Miz really take those kind of risks yeah this man did gained zero verticality. He was on like this a it was like body. a sugar glider. <laughs> he just like, <laughs> he went straight and then glided yeah. down. Yes, <clears throat> um, but yeah, he's he's uh, getting doing some high risk maneuvers. Did Shane's, you call out the heart attack earlier? Then no, I didn't. Okay, there, there was, was like, a heart attack. Yeah, there was a bit where Shane and Miz were he getting did going, the thing, and <laughs> and Miz put him up in the power bomb or like esque position, and then Shane even did like the, the Bret Hart, Hart thing. The Bret Hart, uh, yeah. I don't know hands, and <laughs> and then they did a then they did a heart attack and it was great. It was. Uh, there's a planting DDT back in the ring for a Jimmy Uso near fall to Shane, and then another a roll up for a Jimmy near fall. Jay gets tagged back in, and then there's a nice pop up double team Samoan drop for a Jay near fall onto the Miz, which was really cool. Isn't that like into a neckbreaker? It was into a Samoan drop. Oh, that's right. Uh, they, uh, one of the Usos threw him up and the other hit, hit, yeah. hit the maneuver yeah. Miz tr- recovers and tries for the skull crushing finale but he gets kicked in the tummy instead Jimmy gets tagged in there's a double super kick Shane breaks up the pin and then eats the double team this was the double team neck breaker here uh, Miz hits a skull fresh crushing finale to Jimmy but Shane is distracted and uh, so the ref can't count the three he's like checking on Shane um, so the ref can't count in time Miz teases a figure four gets sent into the corner post Jay gets tagged in puts Miz in the electric chair the Usos go for the doomsday device but Jimmy gets crotched on the top rope there's a Miz up near fall and then Jay's up top he hangs Miz over the top rope Shane comes up he's gonna go for the coast to coast on Jimmy who's recovering in the corner uh, then Jay goes up top as well they kind of stare each other down Jay goes for a splash on the Miz who's down and Jimmy meets him in midair or Shane meets him in midair good save with a coast to coast across the ring right in the middle it was a really cool spot that was a car crash it really was yes it was it was sweet it was awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, this time the Miz goes up top. After that, he's getting he's getting confident here. He goes for a frog splash, but Jay gets his knees up and makes the pinfall. The Usos he, retain in 14 minutes. By the way, Miz tried to do the most delo esque frog splash. He, but he was he, he knew something was going to happen because he was going to land on his feet if he if 
if Jay hadn't gotten his knees up. Yeah, that's the funniest uh, thing. But he extended those legs <laughs> on that frog splash attempt. Uh, in the end, though, it ends up hurting them. Uh, we'll give our ratings, then we'll go back and talk about what happens after, because there's something that happens after. Uh, I give the match three stars. Um, it was a, a big story match, obviously, and what we saw after would prove that. But the, the in-ring action as well picked up quite a bit towards the end, and I actually ended up enjoying what I saw. I've enjoyed this Shane McMiz storyline, and uh, I think I'm going to enjoy it even more now. What did mm. you guys think of the match? I also gave it three stars. I I thought it was really good. I think Shane's punches look really well, uh, really good for the first time in a forever. Um, I love the the spot where they collided in midair. I thought that was very well done. I just thought the whole match was really good and uh, three stars. And we'll see what what happens from here. Well, kind of with that spot you were talking about, it seems like every time, <laughs> every Shane match, they find some way to to, to do something to do different. one of his greatest hits just put a little twist on it yep, yep. Um, so I respect them You, know, they keep just going down to that well and uh, it keeps paying off but maybe not for long here I gave it three stars uh, we're kind of all in agreement on that uh, cameraman Colin what you thinking buddy um, I was thinking three stars um, I think this is the best that Shane's looked in a long time his punches look pretty smooth and I, I, maybe the best ever for he's looked Oh, wow. Wow, the best ever. I, I don't know about the best ever, but the best in the last two I will years. concede and say that his strikes, the la- particularly at the Elimination Chamber and then tonight, have looked much better. By the way, there's those right-handed hooks into the body, and I'm pretty sure he's just... He's, he's just, not laying off. He's just clinking oh, people. Yeah. Um, Should we get into what happened after? Well, we will say that we forgot to mention this. The Miz is in his hometown. He's, yeah, in, he's in the Ohio. queue. And he's got a Cleveland is awesome shirt on, which pops the crowd when he reveals it. And he Hulk Hogan's his uh, baseball jersey. Real, real quick. Do you think Vince is having Shane potato the Usos because they're potentially leaving? Yeah. yeah. Vince is like, son, go out there and... Son, I know, I know you're going to literally do this whether I say so or not. Go punch some to. Usos in the tummy. Um, well, let's get into who else he punched in the tummy. Because after the match, uh, Miz helps Shane out of the ring. They go and greet Miz Sr. As they go to leave together up the ramp, Shane jumps the Miz, just starts beating the crap out of him. He's uh, just beating the heck out of him. He's got a lot of heat here. The crowd is just not feeling it. They are booing the heck out of Shane. And then he goes over, aggressively grabs <laughs> Ms. Senior's face, and says, you sit down, boy. And uh, puts him in the worst triangle I've ever seen. That's the Miz. Puts and, Miz, uh, yeah. The Miz dies, and uh, the crowd is booing as uh, Shane makes his way up the ramp. And then Miz is helped up after that. So the heel turn is complete. Shane McMahon is your heel, and I'm assuming this is going to lead to a WrestleMania match. I'm kind of excited for that. I'm excited to see The Miz continue his babyface run because he's getting over. He's never really had a babyface run, has he? He had one in like the 2010-ish. Yeah, but I didn't buy it. Yeah, uh, but this one, he's he knows how to play to a crowd now, and he's getting over and, as a babyface. So I'm super excited to see where this goes. He's got he's got ring psychology, and he's got just the psychology of the crowd down now to a science. So speaking of 2010 Miz, like, I know, and I know he was WWE champion around this time, but... Did you ever think he would not only still be with the company, you know, nine nope. years later, eight years later? No. Nope. But would you think he'd be so over and be have such a grasp on the business? Nope. I I never thought he He's was going to so go improved. very far. Yeah, he is so improved. And it took me it, just like it took for most wrestling fans. It took me a long time to take that guy seriously. It was that talking smack promo, man. That's what did it for me. I, I mean, he was he was I, a serious. I was taking him before that. Yeah, but, a lot before that. But I mean, I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed his run as the champion. For what it was worth, he he had earned it. Yeah, I mean, he'd and been so a solid when he was WWE champion, in whatever 2010, 2011, I actually enjoyed that. But um, he's really blossomed. Yeah, he needs yeah. he needs one more run. Well, kind of in the same way that Daniel Bryan's just impressing the hell out of us with this heel run, it's Miz is impressing us in a way we didn't expect with with the face turn. You know, right? right. Um, I will say. <laughs> 
miss his dad who looks just like a retired washed up baseball player um this man while he's watching his son get beat up is like got the least amount of emotion ever He's he just, just trying to talk like, to security, yeah. and he's like, no, look. My son, you animal. You shouldn't. Like, <laughs> as if any dad's not going to, no matter if that's Andre the Giant or freaking. Uh, <laughs> You're going to try. Yeah, or Sky Lolo. They're going to walk, they're going to jump in there and try to, that was a midget wrestler, Kyle. Sky Lolo. Um, can, you, can you please say little person? Sky low low, um, and so I would be jumping the railing. I'm, I'm the dad, you know. Oh, so yeah, sure. even if you're gonna get decked first thing, oh, so I don't sure. get why so many of these wrestlers who are larger than life have so much charisma. <laughs> their their parents, oh, sure, yeah. especially their dad, just can't act to save their ass. For sure, for sure, for sure, um, for sure. Cameraman Colin, I'd actually probably have preferred if the dad wasn't part of it because he just the emotion and he didn't even look interested to be there. He didn't know what to do. That's for sure. But he's also they've also been teasing this for a long time. Yeah, he has been involved a little bit. Um, he's, it'll be, uh, he's been involved since kind of the beginning of their tag I'm team I'm interested run. to see if if the involvement continues now or if it's kind of like that's it for Mr. Ms. Senior. So, you know what a random thought I had during this? Yeah. Shane beats him. I really down. wish I really wish the Shane McMahon from St. Valentine, Valentine's Day Massacre was there to announce while old Shane McMahon turned heel and beat the crap out of Miz. <laughs> yeah! And just freak out. Hey, we can always, punk. Maybe he'll bring back that uh, annoying heel persona. Uh, should we move on? Oh. Mm. Yes. Cut backstage. Uh, Drew Barron and Bobby find a camera on the ground. They pick it up and they cut a promo. At the end... Oh, no. They found they found uh, Ricochet's iPhone. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 so... Okay. Sorry about that. So after the so they cut a promo on the shield, being like, "You guys aren't going to win," and then uh, that was all three of them put together. By oh, the way. good. And then after that, they like throw the camera back on the ground. Except you can see the cameraman's shadow. Tell oh him. my tell god! Him, tell him, filmographer. This is so stupid. We got to stop these WWE, please. <laughs> yeah, we. They're out of control. This was ridiculous because obviously it's obvious they didn't just find a camera on the ground in the first place. Like that's irresponsible that's, on the production crew. Is it? Just be leaving cameras. But then when they threw it down, not only did it not like have an impact on the ground, like it just like stopped and then it was focused on the ground and you could clearly see the cameraman's shadow. This was clearly. Stupid. And then after that, Elias is in the ring to serenade the crowd, calls out the Miz and his dad, calls out LeBron leaving Cleveland. Uh, then the lights go down, and see you, Elias, for now. It was fun. So I mean, the- this will not be his first appearance, and he was one of the best things of the show. <laughs> well, well, it will be his first appearance, Luke, but it won't be his no, last. No, no, no. I said, the, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said this won't be his first appearance. <laughs> this guy. Uh, after that, we're going to get Mandy Rose versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You may have forgotten. Asuka. Asuka is the current SmackDown Women's Champion. You may have um, forgotten because she's not on television. Mandy Rose is accompanied by Sonya Deville. For whatever reason, a couple people here at the house could not understand how that wasn't. Don't look at me. She looked okay. She looked fine in this match, but in the pre-show, she always looked fine. In the pre-show, she looked like a different person to me. No, I'm sorry. You're the only one. Okay, whatever. You know what? Fuck you. You guys call this match. Um, couple botches early on. (laughs) All right. So there's a nice angle up to Mandy as the match starts. Knee to Asuka for a near fall. Delayed suplex to Asuka for a Mandy near fall. Octopus gets applied to Mandy. Uh, Sony's looking under the ring for something here. Can't find it now. Mandy Rose lifts Asuka up and then like goes to slam her down, but instead just like gently places her on the nap, lie on the mat like she's laying her down for a good night's sleep. She's uh, yeah. She's like, I am not going to injure Asuka again. I'm surprised she didn't like tuck her in and kiss her on the forehead too, because this was like this was the way I put my kid to bed. Like it was so gentle. A uh, nice second row drop kick by Asuka after she gets sent into the. 
corner. German suplex to Asuka, followed by a big running knee for a near fall. By the by, to Asuka, I mean from Asuka to Mandy. I apologize. Asuka misses a hip attack and then gets kicked for a near fall. Mandy goes for Angel's rings, but Asuka fights out of it, kills Mandy with a knee. Sonya grabs a kendo at this point, but she made the rookie mistake of leaving the ring apron up. The skirt. Uh, Mandy gets Irish whipped. Yep, she trips on the skirt, uh, which causes a bit of a distraction, and then a spin kick just beheads Mandy Rose. And the replay. Yes, yeah, so her head was literally gone. You could really tell, like her head was gone. And uh, that's the end of the match. And in seven minutes, um, Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose loses. Oscar retains, and uh, Sonia and Mandy are teasing a little bit of dissension. I don't know why, because you need every tag team you could possibly get in the women's division right now. Uh, but <sighs> that is what it is. It looks like maybe a little uh, some issues happening with that. Uh, seven minutes long, this match went. Not a. Its match wasn't terrible. It just was short. I gave it two point five stars. If you watch it, great. If you missed it, great. I mean, it was just a match, you know. Right. Um, I gave it three and a half stars. Oh, sorry, that was autocorrect. I meant two and a half stars. Oh, <laughs> um, nice. I actually was really confused on a lot of <laughs> stuff in this match. Um, you know, I I like both competitors a lot, but they they seemed like they didn't gel a lot. Um, then there was the weird tripping over the the apron they got placed. I don't know what Eve she even tripped over. It was a skirt. The skirt? Okay, so that was just weird. I didn't like that. I don't want them to break up. They're they're perfect together. Mm. Yeah, they are. This was the real Sonya Deville the whole time. <laughs> yeah, not not the Gucci main style clone. Tupac said, yeah, whatever. F- fair enough, fair enough. Um, I gave it two stars. I thought that there were multiple botches. The, tra- the finish was trash. I mean, I just didn't... I didn't think any of it was necessary, especially the finish. Um... Once again, this is one of those that it's like, oh, of course the champion's going to retain. It's a throwaway on a throwaway pay-per-view, but at least it could have been clean, you know? I mean, I, I don't I don't get why the skirting or the kendo stick or anything need to be involved. Yeah, why wasn't this just like Oscar Lock end of match? Uh, you can find yeah. if you really no want one, if you really want Mandy and Sonya. No to one break was going to take Mandy serious as yeah. a contender here. Like nothing it's Mandy, she's just not there yet. Move along. She's move still along. pretty green. Yeah, and Oscar. I mean, and this is kind of a... Well, let's get... Cameraman Colin, what did you think of the Do match? Do it, Cameraman. Because I want to have a discussion. I said uh, two stars. The off, or the finish was just awful. Um, I thought Oscar looked decent, and Manny looked better than I was expecting. But with them just starting the Raw women's titles, or tag titles, what's the point of trying to split up their, one of their best teams? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. It don't make, make any sense. No damn sense. Uh, so what I was going to bring up is, so with, with Becky and Charlotte seemingly on Raw now, who, who, who's next for Oscar? Who's, Who's next, next to challenge for that championship on well, SmackDown? Naomi? It's been rumored Lacey Evans, but... Ew. I don't... And with what we saw from the Royal Rumble, I mean, she's less ready than yeah, Mandy Rose. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great Is if that I actually... Is that going to be a WrestleMania match? It'd be great if I could actually see Lacey Evans wrestle. That'd be cool. So I could maybe judge her. Yeah, they gotta do something her. different with that, but... Could, it, could you put Carmella in the spot? Yeah, you That'd could. That'd be babyface versus babyface, though. You could always turn Carmella again, because, I mean, I don't think... You could... Cause like her, I don't think people really care if she's a heel or a face. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's but, just e- interesting but even if you did it. Naomi, it's face versus face. Your other two best workers are now going to be in this Ronda Rousey match. Uh, Colin, why don't just do Sonya? Can they turn Oscar heel? They could. Yeah, they could. I mean, she's kind of aimless right now. <laughs> it's it's an option. And they've she's got, got think, a mean streak. Yeah, they've got to do some figuring out of what they're going to do because right now, like, they're in my opinion. As as good as this women's division is in WWE, like it's very raw centric. Who's right? right who's writing it? Who booked this shit? I don't know. I, I but think the real issue, figure it out. I think the real issue here was they blew their load with this triple threat match. <laughs> yeah, and they they didn't think about 
the SmackDown things. Because you, you had Becky win. Why did you have to move Charlotte people, over there, pe- too? People would have been, at least me, if speaking from my own wants and desires, but I would be more than happy to see a Charlotte Oscar uh, rematch. Who won it? That match was great. Row, yeah. It was fantastic, yeah. But, and then, then you, because the people wanted the Becky-Ronda match, right? Like, that's yes, what everybody wanted. That was the guarantee. And so, I think you, you're not doing anyone a disservice by doing Charlotte Oscar as well. Yeah. Boy, did they cock that up. Uh, shall we move on? Cocked it. So, uh, after that... Uh, so, one thing, oh, yeah. as we jump into this next segment, uh, one thing is, we forgot to mention during the pre-show, I believe, Kofi was in backstage oh, with yeah, us yeah, New yeah. Day. Oh, and he talked to Kevin. And they said, yes. Yeah, some kid came up and was like, hey, um, sir, um, Mr. Um, Mr. McMahon um, wants to talk sir. to you. So, uh, yeah, some little twerp. Please go see the Mr. McMahon. Go office. to the principal's office. And yes. apparently, this was a little bit confusing. This so, was an hour later. So we cut backstage. Kofi's like still waiting outside of the McMahon's office. And then Xavier Woods and Biggie, who are kind of still selling from their match, come up and they're like, what are you doing? You're still waiting. And he's like, every time I knock on the door, Vince says, just give me a minute. He's on the phone. So they go inside. <laughs> And I don't know if Vince is like supposed to like he's still on his phone be losing it, but he's still on the phone. No, but then he gets off the phone and he's like, "God damn it, pal! I've been waiting for an hour." It's like, but Kofi just said, "Okay, let's just." Yeah, he's like, "Well, I don't know. Yeah. Waiting for an hour." So uh, Biggie and Xavier are talking to Mr. McMahon. Kofi's there as well. Basically, uh, Biggie and Xavier are like Whoa. cutting this really passionate promo about how uh, Kofi deserves the title he's match. He's been waiting eleven. He's years. been waiting eleven years, and he deserves to be put in this program. He's a good worker. Okay. He's been a company man, and now. Wordplay and listening come into effect. Yes. So uh, it was. By the way, it's a really good promo by Biggie, particularly Xavier started it. Biggie finished it. Really impassioned. You could tell that he meant what he was saying, which I I liked. So Vince says, you know, you know what? God damn it. You're right, pal. I'm just gonna say that all of these <laughs> god damn it that Zach's putting in there did not happen. Ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> so uh, he he says, you know what? I'm gonna stop with the movie. I said, you're right, Kofi. You do deserve something. So, you know what? That WWE title match is going to be a triple threat match. And, Kofi, you're up next. Uh, New Day, you're banned from ringside. So, and, and the, the crowd's going eight. The crowd's going nuts. I went through a roller coaster of emotion. We because, had, like, question marks Because I'm like, over. oh, my God. Like, this is awesome. I love Kofi. But, like, oh, you're putting the WWE title match on now? Third match on the car. Or second. Yeah, third, third match, match on the, on the on main the card. Show. Like, what are you What is this? What are you doing? Let's get to what they were doing. So I wrote down Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. The crowd is super hot for Kofi as he comes out. The cra- uh, they're chanting, Kofi, Kofi. Uh, we're waiting for Kevin Owens, uh, presumably, to make his entrance when uh, a production, a PA comes up to the uh, ring announcer and whispers some sweet nothings into his ear. And we find out, hey, uh, this is a triple threat match. But just kidding. It's actually a handicap match. And it's not for the WWE title. It's the bar in a tornado handicap match against Kofi Kingston. So enjoy the match. And uh, the bar come out, and the crowd just is stunned. They are stunned. The the air was taken out of this arena. Uh, And this is one of the few times where you can say that, and it's a good thing. Because they bought this hook, line, and sinker. Of course, they're Cleveland fans. I loved this. As you're seeing a pattern here, this is the Daniel Bryan storyline from WrestleMania 30 Uh, all over again. Uh, The one thing, though, is... I, I, and I want to see, and we'll get into it after the match, but I'd like to see more of why Vince is so anti-Kofi. Because he said before, like, you don't deserve it, pal. But I want to see 
uh, I want to see more of that, like, because he's really got it out for Kofi. Why now. doesn't he deserve yeah. it? Um, well, and that's the thing is, so Kyle said, this is like the WrestleMania 30 storyline, except for the authority was coming out every single week and telling you why Daniel Bryan sucked and didn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah and he's hiding it here, obviously. Yeah. Like, Vince yeah. won't say. Um, so I think I think this specific angle and just the way, like, Vince McMahon probably became the biggest deal in the company again, like like that. Just because of how how like backhanded he was and how sly and sneaky he was, he's too it. frail to be that evil now. I, and I, I agree with that. So you got to kind of do it in to, different ways. Well, though, well right? to to a point, because I mean, you look at like the in other sports, right? Sometimes that GM is the bad guy, you know, that the big bad jerk. Uh-huh. But they can't really do anything. They're just old and they're just. Yeah. But they have the power. So like, if the general manager of I don't know whatever team you want to talk about. Wants to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns wants to fire fire their best player. They can he can do, do that yeah. whenever he wants to. Um, so I'm actually yeah. So that that's that's because he doesn't have the same intensity and he doesn't have the same um, he doesn't have the same veracity and the same presence that he used to have, pal. But he can still be that evil. But boss. he can still be a dickhead for no reason apparently. Right, and, and you could use that. You could you could go into this as he's like losing it. Yeah. So, but he still wants to hold that power and he wants to hold it against people he doesn't like. Well, now he's just a crotchety old man. So as long and as maybe a racist one too. I hope they don't go there. I hope they don't go there. Remember when they did that at WrestleMania 19 with that really good Booker T storyline with Triple H? Uh, Yeah, uh, really good quality. What I want to see, before we get into the match, what I want to see is I want to see Vince, and again, he doesn't have to have that fire anymore because he's not going to have it. He's 70 plus years old. I just want to see, it doesn't even have to be logical. Give me a reason why you did this, and I'm perfectly happy. You're not big. What we we got on this show. (laughs) Your your pets go inside of you. I thought this was one of the most well pulled off like swerves that we've seen in WWE in a while. Swerve, bro. Uh, This is a match, by the way. The bar jumped Kofi and they're just beating the hell out of him forever. He tries to fight back. The bar is just too tough. There's a running knee to Kofi in the corner, then a corner uppercut. He's dumped outside. He finally gets a bit of offense outside, goes up top, and then gets a big uppercut on the way down for his troubles. There's like a doomsday device, kind of, except he's in a powerbomb position. Kofi is, instead of the electric chair. Uh, there's a brogue kick. They go for the pin, but they pull him up. The New Day goes to run in to save the day, and then they get jumped by Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, uh, kind of continuing their little t- tussle tizzy, they had. Yeah. little tizzy. Uh, they hit another brogue kick, and Kofi's dead. They get the cover and the win in nine minutes. Don't the match- the double white noise. Oh, the double white noise. I'm sorry. They had another broke kick. Followed by the double white. I'm not professional. And uh, that's the win in five minutes. Uh, the match itself, I'm giving two stars because it really wasn't much of a match. I don't want that to take away from the fact that this was a very entertaining segment. As a whole, from that, from them talking to Vince to what we got, I was very invested in all of this. And I'm I'm, I'm worried they're going to drop the ball with it. And there's not going to be any explanation. And Vince isn't going to be on SmackDown at all. I hope that's not the case. If they follow through with this correctly, they got me. Uh, what did you guys think? So I might have rated this bit a lot higher than you. I did. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, what did um, you give it? I gave it two and three quarters because it made huh. sense. The bar destroyed Kofi Kingston. I hate handicap matches, right? I absolutely hate them because they they don't make sense. Yeah. Because the the guy on the one side usually wins, but Kofi got they me. beat the shit out of Kofi. They Kingston. they they beat and destroyed him, and it what it did was it made the crowd even hotter than they already were for Kofi yeah, Kingston. Yep. So this just delivered and did what you wanted even more. So now Kofi Kingston is your your hottest guy in the company. Even more now. Yes. And so now you're going to get that Kofi Kingston-Daniel Bryan one-on-one match, and this just set it up the right way. I'm with you, man. What do you think, Luke? Well, I mean, there's one thing you guys are definitely saying is, this this thickened the plot, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as the match, 
I obviously that's what they were trying to tell us like oh hey Kofi's at a huge disadvantage here obviously he's not gonna win this and so yeah they dominated him from start to finish uh, I did like the Rusev Nakamura coming back in afterwards to spoil the hopes of the new day but as far as the match it, it was two stars there just wasn't much to it and you could tell it was just to advance story uh, it, you are correct though Zach the swerve is one of the best yeah. we've had in a long time Pritchard special so we'll see. This is when we started noticing this can be a Pritchard show, like the way they're booking it. And now, cameraman. Cameraman Colin, Colin my friend. What did you think? Uh, one and three quarters. Great swerve and whatever, but the the actual action inside the ring was just awful. Oh, I wouldn't wow. call awful. Wow. I wouldn't call it Cameron awful at Colin all. Some Kofi didn't even get a chance cameraman, to get it. No that, offense at all. That's the point. Cameraman, cameraman Colin Dave. Flaming hot Cam- take. Cameraman, cameraman Dave. Dave Meltzer over here. <laughs> oh man. All right, so after that, uh, uh, we get something. I lost my place. Oh, we get uh, Bailey and Sasha being interviewed by Charlie. Oh. Uh, they, I, we kind of, I kind of, we all thought this was funny for some reason, but they're like, we, "We're with you, Kofi. We're sorry." As he's like dead in the ring. Yeah, yeah go yeah. save him. Yeah. Bailey's like, "We just want to say, Kofi, you're such an inspiration." As he's writhing in pain and torment in the ring. <laughs> and then uh, they basically say they're going to defend the belts everywhere. Yep. And then after that, uh, except Elias, for Saudi Arabia. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so Elias is back on the stage, and he sings a song this time putting down the New Day, More Heat, and he makes kind of makes a Browns reference. He says that uh, the Steelers are the best. And then... Uh, Not sh- a Browns reference. Who's the other girl that was interviewing that was interviewing Shane? The was, that K- the was that Kayla Braxton? I was going to say, was that Kayla I think Braxton? Kayla Braxton. Uh, they're all robots. Uh, so Kayla Braxton True. is in Mr. the McMahon's locker room, and Shane opens the door, and she's like... Why'd you do it, Shane? And then he just closes the door. And my favorite part of this whole show, she just like looks right at the camera and just it's just like like wah 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 yeah. like yeah. Uh, and that's that. And now we're gonna get Ricochet and Alistair Black. Wait 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 wait. Oh wait, never mind. You're good. Go ahead. No, you already did the Lias stuff. So <laughs> up next, we're gonna get Ricochet and Alistair Black versus Rude and Gable versus the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Of course, the Revival are the current champions. Um, something I noticed that I've been noticing that's interesting is uh, R- Ricochet and Alistair Black still have NXT nameplates. Um, I think, I don't know. I might be reading too much into it, but th- to me, that tells me that something, like there's still a tie-in with that and that they're still not completely migrated into who they're going to be on the main roster. Do you think I'm reading too much into that? Who? Yes and no. Alistair, Alistair and Ricochet. They still have the yellow NXT. Why the hell are they even a okay, tag so, team? So first, I mean, they're still part of the NXT roster, right? Yeah, they're in the Bob, they're Bobby Roode, in the Dusty Rose more. So, so I mean, hmm. it goes back and forth. I, I, You might be reading too much into it, but you might not. I think I'm just coming at it from a selfish point. Because it's purgatory. As much as I love these guys, like they haven't really been given a chance. I mean, I don't want to say to shine, but they haven't really. You don't really know who they are yet. And... I don't know that they need to be a tag team. Well, and here's the thing. Alistair Black specifically needs a lot of storyline development yeah. on the main roster. Oh, yeah, for Ricochet sure. Ricochet needs singles competition yeah. so he can just yeah. put his athleticism on display. Give me Finn Balor and Ricochet in a ladder match oh that goes 20 minutes. God. So what I'm hoping is that after WrestleMania, like maybe they'll have one more tag match at WrestleMania, and then maybe they'll branch off. They'll officially they become to, They'll officially become part of whichever roster they'll be on, and they'll kind of just start doing single Here, stuff. Here's what I love. That's my hope. Here's what I love. I, I was thinking back to this. Uh, halftime heat during Super Bowl halftime, right? So they had four on four. Three on three. Three on three, yeah. Of of NXT's biggest stars. And it was like, hey, yeah, check out NXT. Look how awesome we are. And then like a month later, not even, a month later, uh, they have four of the guys from that match debut on the main roster. Yeah. Oh, good. So Good call. Oh, by the way, we should mention uh, Tommaso Ciampa. 
just huge bummer that he's having to get neck surgery and and uh, he'll Godspeed, be out for a long time. Uh, Has he already the vacated? Best, no, not yet. Uh, I think they'll probably cover that at the next taping. So they have one more set before Damn. takeover. Uh, huge bummer. One of the best NXT champions. One of the best heels in a long yeah. time. Uh, so we hope for a speedy recovery for you. For this match, let's get into it. Black and Ricochet uh, send Gable and Rude out, and then they like go to like they're gonna jump over the ring because the the revival are outside as well. They just do some flippy shit and end up next to each other inside the ring instead. Uh, Gable and Ricochet are officially gonna start the match as a head scissors to Gable after some flippy shit. There's a monkey flip to Ricochet as Wilder comes in, hits a delayed suplex to Ricochet for a near fall, a big chop to Ricochet. Dawson comes in, hits an uppercut to Ricochet, and then Gable tags in, hits a snap suplex for to a Ricochet for a near fall. Ricochet's getting the heat here early. Dawson comes back in, just beating up on Ricochet. It was a rolling double knee drop kick to Dawson by Ricochet. And uh, Alice, she finally tags Alistair in, and Bobby Roode's tagged in as well. Black kills Gable with a kick and then takes down Roode. There's an Asai moonsault to Bobby Roode by Black. Spinebuster by Roode. Gable comes in. Double knee takes out Roode. There's a bridging German suplex. Wilder splashes Roode. Ricochet shooting star press as he tags in. Takes out Wilder for a near fall. Beautiful shooting star press, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Stuff's just happening Such hot and heavy. Such a surprise to see that from Ricochet. I know. You never think you could do something like that. Right. But you know, lo and behold. Uh, I mean, I believe, you know, Shane, yeah, I believe that. But Ricochet, no way. Uh, Ricochet sends Rude out. Wilder gets sent out. Dawson and Ricochet are up top. Uh, Ricochet hits this insane-looking hurricane run into Dawson, taking everyone out outside the ring. Dawson comes back in. Ricochet goes up top, but Dawson moves out of the way. Ricochet jumps over the ring post and takes out people outside, mostly Bobby Roode. As he's doing that, Gable tags him in. Really, really nice move there. That was awesome. That was really cool. There's a big splash to Dawson who rolls through for a near fall. There's a shatter machine to Gable. And the revival retained in ten and a half minutes. My commentary does not do this match justice. This was the first like real good match on this card, pre-show and main show included. I was super into this match. Uh, there's no way that these three tag teams wouldn't put on a, a, a bad match. These are six of the best workers, arguably right now, in the world. Uh, just a super good match. Again, I'm interested to see where this goes uh, after the match. Everyone beat each other up, and then. Um, like Ricochet usual. ends up hitting a 640 to Wilder, and Ricochet and Black actually stand tall. So we'll see what happens after this if they continue tagging, if they if they branch off eventually. But uh, the match itself really liked 3.5. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, real, real quick, when haven't Ricochet and Alistair Black stood tall at the end of it? Like since they debuted, they've True. been they've Every been night. yeah they and that's you know to their credit, obviously they haven't been a ton of character development, but just in ring in ring booking wise, to they've been booked strong. very well, yeah, yeah. very strongly. Uh, so 3.5 for me. What do you guys think? I also get 3.5. I knew that this this match wasn't going to be bad. It can't be. The revival's great. Rude and Gable are great. Gable is really underrated. And Ricochet and Black should be doing more than tag team. Like they should be doing yes. single stuff. Well, yeah. One should be on Raw. One should be on SmackDown. And that might be what could happen to them. Still, by the way. Right, but I mean, right now it's okay, I guess, because I they're putting idea. on fantastic matches. And I guess the revival are a very good foe. Hold on a minute. I just am excited about something. Go. So, you know how they've been going back and forth between both shows? The Superstar Shake-Up is going to fix that. They're right. both going to get drafted probably to separate shows. That's my hope anyways. Continue. That was all. Well, I, I, just, think, I, I just think at WrestleMania, maybe you could do that one-on, or that two-on-two two match, I guess. The Revival and... And, and uh, Rick Shea and Aleister Black. They could lose, and then one of them could turn heel on the other one. And then set up a main feud. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, no. I don't know if I, I want to see either man heal yet. I want to see Ricochet on Raw. And I Black should... Bla- I, I, see I think Black, Black would down. work better as a heel. Really? I think that gimmick is pretty good. He was like, so over in NXT. I want to see Alistair Black to be the Undertaker of SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I'm with, heel. With heel. Luke, what do you think of the match? Uh, I give it three and a quarter. Um, wow. 
Meltzer. Meltzer over here. Oh yeah, I gave it a quarter less than you guys. <laughs> just just real going harsh. Um, no, I, it was short. I think it was my biggest. Yeah, my biggest a few more minutes would have helped. Um, it was it was a lot of fun though. Obviously, all these guys are super talented. However, as we previously stated, I don't buy Ricochet and Alistair Black as a tag team. Nobody does. Additionally, you guys will disagree probably, but I don't buy Rude and Gable. I like Rude and Gable. I think Bobby Rude so, is a singles competitor. Yes. Kind Except of his agree. entire career kind of proves that otherwise. Yeah, that's true too. No, it doesn't. Did you see his TNA run? When, when he, he was singles? with Team Canada and Beer, and beer Money? <laughs> yeah, but... He, he had a singles run for maybe a quarter of his TNA run? Yeah, I, that's, I didn't say his entire team. I meant his, like, singles run in TNA. Oh, he can definitely be a singles star. Yeah. Right, but... He's a stud. He is very good, but I think the thing that we, that they're missing is they should just sign James Storm. Just recreate Beer Money and give that James, tag team division a push. James Storm doesn't give enough of a shit to yeah, have that whole schedule. Because yeah. they already signed him once. Yeah, he was, he, came, he was in NXT for a cup of coffee and kind of just ended up deciding... Going back to, to Impact. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just do they, it though. They didn't want to cater to him. Yeah. Which they shouldn't. I no. mean, oh no, yeah. I agree. I agree. Cameraman Colin. Uh three point five. I thought these guys had great ring chemistry. Um I just felt it was a little too short. Right on. I agree. Shall we move on? Should we? Up next we're gonna get the US championship match. R Truth versus Andrade versus Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe. 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 And and I I, I said this during the show, but like if, you, if, if your goal is to make the United States Championship relevant again, there is no more legitimate badass you could put that belt on than Samoa Joe. Go through the WWE cycle of making it relevant than shitting <laughs> yeah. on it for a year. So we're in the... I hope we're, we're, we're like coming we're upon the, up the relevancy yeah, stage yeah. again. <laughs> we had the remission. Yeah, so hopefully... <laughs> or the recession, sorry, the recession. Uh, but to be fair, um, the title's been featured every week on SmackDown, so... Good, good things to come, I believe, for the championship. Treating it a lot better than the women's SmackDown title. Yes, mm. definitely. Uh, Joe goes after Ray with some big strikes. Ray slides uh, right into Andrade outside, who's going to go for like a draping DDT, but Truth breaks up the DDT attempt. Samoa Joe suicide dive takes out everybody. Samoa Joe kills Andrade with chops. And as a West Coast pop to Joe off Andrade, a big spinning elbow to Ray for a near fall by Andrade. Truth is in the ring now. There's a corkscrew strike to Andrade for a near fall. Double springboard head scissors to by Ray to Andrade and our Truth, who are locking up in the ring. Really cool. Ray, man, he just, he's still got it. He, somehow, he is still, I feel like he hasn't even lost a step. He's amazing. Uh, Samoa Joe, double close under Ray and Truth. Truth goes for the Coquina Clutch, but Ray breaks it up. Joe avoids a 619. Deadlifts Ray, who reverses the slam attempt with a DDT for a near fall. Ray gets crotched up on the top rope by Andrade. Almost kills him with a chop. Sorry, Andrade. He's not Almas anymore. Truth puts Andrade in the electric chair, and Ray hits a Hurricane Rana. Near fall gets broken up as Ray hits a springboard leg drop off of that. Um, Truth went for the pinfall off of that. Uh, and Andrade dropkick takes takes both people out. Uh, three Omegos to Ray, and, and then Andrade does like the, the Eddie Guerrero taunt as he goes through the third one, which was just like a slimy the way little, to get, the little to get heat. The yeah. little titty shake. Uh, which, I mean, bosom shake. But that made Ray powerful, and he was able to fight out of the third one. There's a corkscrew plancha by Andrade, takes out Joe outside. Ray takes out Andrade with a Hurricane Rana. Vega gets involved, super kicks Truth, and then Carmella and her start brawling. They get broken up by their respective... <laughs> By uh, Andrade and Truth. And in the ring, while that's happening, there's a Uranagi to Ray for a near fall by Joe. And then a hammerlock DDT to Ray, but Truth makes up the pinfall. There's a R-Truth corner splash to Joe. And then a running corner to Joe by Andrade. A double five-knuckle shuffle uh, but to Joe, because Andrade moves out of the way. The crowd popped for it, of course, because R-Truth stealing Cena's moves is more over than Cena doing Cena's moves. Word. Uh, there's a scissor kick to Andrade. Joe breaks up the pin. Truth gets sent outside. Joe gets hit with a 619. Ray goes for the West Coast pop, but misses and allows Joe to sink in the Coquina Clutch, and Ray dies almost instantly, and Booyaka. Joe retains in 11 minutes. Booyaka. This match was uh, awesome. 11 minutes, and it flew by, and it was just nonstop 
fun. 3.75. Glad to see Joe retain. Excited to see what happens next. I give it a four. Ooh. I was so into Your that match. Your ass was boosted. My oh. ass was boosted. And I have to say how much I love R-Truth doing John Cena stuff. What's up? What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up? How's it going, guys? What's up? But yeah, I love I love our truth doing the John Cena oh, yeah. oh, stuff. Yeah. I think it's funny, be, and the fact that he's older than John Cena and he says that John Cena was his childhood <laughs> hero just oh, kills yeah. me every week. Dude, truth Amazing. is so funny. I love him. To be fair, if our truth did eighty percent of the uh, roster on, in WWE, if he did all their signature moves and shit, it would probably be more over than than the people. Like if that was his new thing, them. just like stealing other people's gimmicks. Remember when Goldust was doing that for a while? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he could totally do that. Oh, I agree. Um, I, I gave it three and three quarters. Right on, right on. Um, sweet spots, really cool match. Everyone was allowed to, as our uh, friend of the podcast, Bruce Bitcher, would say, get their shit in. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And the only thing I would say about this match is it didn't necessarily felt like it reached a fever pitch as a lot of these cla- like a lot of these classics, quote unquote, tend See to you, Kyle. do. Oh yeah, bye, buddy. Kyle he has, has to pee. To pee. <laughs> he has to urinate. Y- Anyways, ur- continue. continue um, yeah, so I just felt like it never reached like that fever pitch where it was like, oh, like spot after spot after spot, which uh, is yeah, what yeah. we've seen a lot of them do nowadays. Fair enough. Fair but enough. It was it was fun AF. Cameraman, Cameraman Colin. What did you think of this Colin. match? I gave four stars. I thought it was pretty dang good, but it could have gone longer. But every one of these guys, and it felt like the U.S. title for a while kind of lost legitimacy. And if they start having a match like this, I mean, that title is going to be one of the hottest titles in WWE. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I think making this a multi-man match was super smart, too. What's up? Okay. I'm, here, here's my idea. For cameraman Colin, <laughs> we, need to, we need to get another camera that's facing in his direction that he can act like is his iPhone and that he's doing a selfie. We can just actually use my <laughs> iPhone and just set it up on top of the, uh, on the camera there. I'm the voice from above, man. That's right. That's true. Oh. He's the voice of God. Um, up next, we're going to get... To, uh, okay, uh, let me preface this. Recently, the WWE has reannounced a women's tag team wow, championship. Excellent effort, Erica. Uh, to the WWE. Um, in a good move, Sasha Banks and Bailey won the inaugural inaugural. Your inaugural. <laughs> your inaugural uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships in a in a pretty decent to good elimination chamber match. A good way to reintroduce those belts. What did we rate that? Wasn't that pretty high? It was like a three something. Oh. We'll check the record. Check the archives if you want to find that out on iTunes. Um, since then, it uh, hasn't been booked the best. The titles, they've kind of felt like an afterthought. And what were we going to get for the first title defense? <sighs> Nia Jax and Tamina. Can I start out with something? I need to yes. talk. Yes, please. <sighs> Why the hell did the champions come out first? Oh, here we go. I hate this. Go I off. hate that every single time. <laughs> because the champion should have the respect to come out last. So disrespectful. I agree. Um, there, there's, no, there's, there's no like beat down before the match that was. That's the only way that that ever makes sense. You know what doesn't make sense? What? Nia Jackson Tamina being an entertaining tag team. They are just. They are just so, so dull, and they're so. Their matches are not good. Why? Yeah. Why? If you really care yeah. about these belts. Why is this the first defense that they have? I would rather have had the Sky Pirates come up from NXT and put on a damn good 10-minute match with them. What about like Natalia and Beth Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> I think we might be heading there. Let's get into this match because it was not the best. It was a... It was a... <laughs> 
Jonathan's not here to laugh at that. Damn it. So Naya and Sasha are in to start. Bailey gets tagged in as Sasha's military press right into her. Tamina's in, beating up on Bailey. Naya back in. Tamina in. A lot of quick tags. There's a Samoan drop for a near fall. Bailey fights back and knocks Tamina into the corner. Sasha's finally tagged in. There's a crossbody to Tamina. Naya back in. They try for a double team Samoa drop, kind of like the Usos did, where Tamina like tosses her into or Naya tosses her into Tamina. But uh Tamina just drops her on her head. Uh, that being Sasha <laughs> had just the worst botch of all time and then picks her up and, and hits it for a near fall there's a running corner knee to Bailey by Bailey uh, to Naya as she tags in Meteora to Naya by Sasha as she tags back in she goes for the crossbody Naya catches her but uh, outside but Tamina is supposed to catch her she just fucking falls down Bailey suicide dive takes out everyone. There's a Bailey elbow drop from the top for a near fall. Tamina breaks up the pinfall attempt. Naya goes for a power bomb, but Bailey hits a Hurricane Rana and gets the pin to retain in seven minutes. This match sucked. One point five. I also gave one point five. Um, I was really disappointed. Tamina is, she's terrible. Do do. So Naya Jax isn't great. She isn't good, right? But, but she so, can put on a serviceable can, match. And she could. Why? Why is that Alexa Bliss Naya Jax team still not a thing? Like why aren't they back together? I would together? have much rather ha- that been the match than this. Yes, because because Alexa can do all. Where's, where's Alexa at? Why isn't she wrestling? Oh, she does this thing called the Moment of Bliss. It's on Raw. You probably want to know. Flirts, no, I, she just flirts. Didn't with she do that once or twice? No, it's been a couple times. She flirts with the male talent. Yes, right. And she starts saying sexual innuendos, but I think it's interrupted. Yeah. Whoa. Cameron Collin, Finn Balor was I one of them. I believe she's still injured. I think from the concussions. She, she wrestled no, a match. Uh, yeah, she, she was in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, bro. she wrestled oh, yeah. at the Royal Rumble, well, and, she, and she did a house show like last well, week. And she was in a qualifying match for the women's elimination chamber with Mickey James against yep. Nia Jax and Tamina. They so she and she even said that she's not hurt. They're just taking it slow, but which is she, fine. She, okay. which I totally get taking it slow, but she could definitely have boosted this, the ass of this match. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure, for this sure. This ass needed a ton of boost. <laughs> what do you think of the match, Luke? It needed a lot of boosting. Um, a, a star and a quarter. This was like, if we're comparing this match to asses, you got like a Mandy Rose ass, which would be like a four-star match, five-star match. This is Mae Young ass in this match. This ass needed boosting. Well, 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 well. you better clarify what age of Mae Young. Oh, current day. Isn't... Okay. Um, <laughs> Attitude era. There. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's a star and a half. It was gross. Uh, Tamina spent way too much damn time in the ring, is what I really think it came down to. Yeah. She just should not. This could have been better if she just didn't spend so much time in the ring. Because less time in the ring, less opportunity for botches, and she had like five. Yeah, yeah. Cameron Collin, what'd you think of this match? Poop Gold star. Uh, Tamina just shouldn't even be wrestling. She doesn't look like she cares. She does she, not look like she cares she, at all. The the spots that she sells on, she shouldn't be selling, and the spots that she's supposed to be selling on, she just doesn't. Uh, and then she almost got knocked <laughs> off the ring apron by Nia Jax. Oh, and it was after the match, wasn't it? God. Yeah. So let's get into what happened after the match because it was really Stupid. something. So post match, the heels are beating up Bailey and Sasha. Uh, Beth Phoenix. Uh, so uh, Sasha gets thrown like into like the announce desk area, an empty announce desk area because they moved out of the way. Beth Phoenix is just like standing there, and then she has a stand in with Tamina, and then Beth throws a punch, and then Tamina and I are beating her up. They go into the ring. Michael Cole says there's no reason for this, and quite frankly, Michael Cole, I agree with you. He had a few agreeable points uh, tonight. Natalia comes in for the save and uh, gets beaten up too, and the heels stand tall. You guys, you guys. Stop it. Is this setting up for a match oh, it is. between Nia Jackson, Tamina, the and best Beth friends. Phoenix, and Natalia? Shit shows are us, baby. Is that going to be a WrestleMania match? Maybe. Why, why wouldn't it be? Oh, mm. no. 
Oh, and that that was the spot, by the way, when so Nia Jax went for like a splash or something, and she like bounced off the off the off the ropes and almost knocked me. No, out. she went for a freaking Hulk Hogan leg drop. <laughs> yeah, she leg dropped, and uh, she almost knocked me off the apron. Uh, Who was just standing right there, guys? This match was bad. This post match didn't make any sense. Why are we getting Beth Phoenix? We don't, we don't need to see Beth. And Phoenix. the thing is, is like Beth Phoenix wasn't even having. She had no on. involvement in anything. So she was just there for commentary, and then she just started Her- jabber jumping with Tamina for no her, reason. Her commentary was not one-sided like, this is just not right. <laughs> yeah. Like, usually, so let's say that JR, or excuse me, Lawler, every once in a while when he would step in. You're like, I he, gotta get involved. He would be like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I can't watch. Yeah, like, there was none of that. There was lead up. All of a sudden, Beth Phoenix was like, oh God, what? why is she standing there? I gotta, I wanna fight somebody. Yeah, elbow to Tamina. God, I miss Lawler. Yeah, um, me too. So, um, so yes, we're definitely, I guess, almost, I mean, almost certainly getting a WrestleMania match with Beth Phoenix because she wouldn't return anywhere else. Yeah. Serious question. Yeah. Would you rather have Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus Nia Jackson Tamina, or Jr. and Jerry the King versus them? Versus oh. Nia Jackson Tamina. Yes. Beth Phoenix and Beth Natalia. Beth Phoenix and Natalia. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought you were gonna give me a good. I mean, so I guess, <laughs> so I guess since Sonya and Mandy are making breaking up, you gotta get another tag team somewhere. Well, I was hoping it'd be like Lita and Trish. So I nah. just, <clears throat> if it's not Nia and Tamina. If it's any other tag team, even if they're facing the freaking Iconics, uh-huh. okay, that would be a good match. They could they could squeeze something out of it. However, with the two Haas women versus you know a Beth Phoenix who's been out of the game for a long time, and Natalia who is a very good wrestler, she, not as good as Bailey or Sasha. Though. No, well, but she was the OG before all of them. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm so, not discounting her. Right. So I don't. There's no one to carry it. There was no one to carry this match and to make the all the others look good. Yeah. Um, so, Colin, are they just keeping Tamina or Tamina around just because of the legacy and the family? Is that why she's still around? I don't know why they're keeping Tamina around because she looks lost. She acts like she doesn't care if you're weak, and she's old. She's old. She can't cut a promo. She can't rest. Like, I, it's a mystery to me. Wow. It's a mystery. I don't know. I'm I feel like I feel like there's always that like one person that we can never figure out why they're still around. Yeah. Like, right. And I guess and it's, it's not just in the women's division, like. There's always been guys that stick around for a very long time. And you're like, why is this guy even here? Yeah, that's a good point. I just think I think that to me, it's like, yes, hey, hey, you fulfilled your dream. You decided at a very old age to to start wrestling. You made it to the big leagues. You made it to the show. You've been here for years now. It's yep. time to call it. Shall we get to what happened next? Because it was here. not bad. Up next, we have Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan versus for the WWE <laughs> title. Versus, versus who? So uh, Owens comes out, Brian comes out, and then kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Uh, the ring announcer's being talked to. Ring announcer's talking to Kevin Owens. What's going to happen? Out comes Mustafa Ali. So Vince didn't lie. This is a triple threat match, but Kofi is not the third man. Mustafa Ali is the third man in this match, and uh, the crowd instantly starts chanting for Kofi. Just really make them want it. They are milking this for all that it's worth. To be real, though, this was not a bad replacement. No, not at all. Not at all. He's so good. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for Mustafa Ali to like Iron Man style blast somebody in the face. With, 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 he looks, I don't think that happens. He looks like Sub Zero oh. to me. Well, he's got all of the stuff on his gloves though that show true, lights. True. And, yeah, he looks like Iron Man. So, um, so that's gonna be the match. Owens, Brian, Ali, sign me up for that. And this is for the WWE Championship, which of course, Planet's Champion Daniel Bryan currently holds. 
So the bell which, rings. Which Kyle just now noticed that wor- that uh, graphic that yeah. shows up. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. It's a great graphic. It's great super graphic. beautiful. I love the hem title. Um, so we want Kofi chances. The bell rings. Uh, Danny Bryan kind of talks down both the other guys. Says you don't deserve to be in the match. And like as he's talking, Owens like grabs his hand and like twists it. And Danny ah! Bryan just lets out this like cartoon scream. That's the best thing I've ever heard. He's just like bah! It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> you said it like a sheep. Thank you. So Bryan gets tossed outside. <laughs> Bryan was tough a face off. Ali goes to leapfrog Owens but he catches him Ali breaks free Brian comes back in trades chops with KO Brian to get sent back out there's corner chops to Ali by Owens and then a drop kick to Owens by Ali Brian breaks out the pinfall attempt there Brian gets sent back out again there's a roll up to Kevin Owens by Kevin Owens to Ali for a near fall there's an Ali suicide dive to Brian outside Ali goes for a springboard move back in but gets knocked down there's a rolling sent on off the apron to Ali outside by Owens and then a cannonball to Daniel Bryan against the guardrail by Owens uh, near fall back into the ring to Brian by Kevin a running knee by Brian to KO, and then a drop kick by Brian to Ali up top, who just flies off the top rope into the barricade, and he is dead. That was amazing. Uh, and that wasn't even the craziest spot in this match, but that was wild. I mean, the, just the height that Brian got on that drop kick to knock Ali off the top rope. Primo stuff. There's corner kicks by Brian to Owens, and then Brian wrenches on Owens' arm and just like bends it in a way that does not look comfortable mm. at all. It looked great. Uh, KO recovers with the chop, and uh, Brian's chest is starting to look a little bit like hamburger here. I'm into that. Flying clothesline. Always into I that. Know, I, like I love that. I love it too. Thank you. Flying clothesline takes out Owens, and Fickle kicks to Owens. Ali breaks up the pinfall after he gets one right in the face. There's a back suplex to Ali, and then Fickle kicks to Ali. He recovers though, hits the X Factor to Brian. Ali gets killed with the Daniel clothesline, misses a corner drop kick to KO, who hits uh, cannonballs to both guys in the corner, trades super kicks with Ali, and then hits Brian with one. And Ali gets the sleeper who, um, on the back, so he's on the back of Owens with the sleeper hold, and then he he hits a senton and just drops Ali on with him with he's hit. Okay, I'm starting that over. Ali gets the sleeper onto Owens' back, who hits a senton onto Brian. So both guys get crushed under the weight of Kevin Owens. Uh, really interesting spot, not something you see very often. I enjoyed I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, KO is just killing Brian with chops now. Ollie goes up top with Brian, and then Kevin Owens puts him in the electric chair. Ali pushes him into Brian in the corner, and then we get a reverse run out to Owens by Ali. And then back up top, Mustafa Ali, Brian's still sitting up there. Mustafa Ali goes back up top, hits a Spanish fly to Brian. Ali misses the 054 to Owens. There's a stunner to Ali. KO breaks up the pinfall. Or, I'm sorry, Brian breaks up the pinfall. KO tries for the stunner on Brian, but eats a big kick instead. There's a sit-out pop-up powerbomb to Brian for a near fall by Owens. And he goes for a powerbomb on the apron, uh, but Brian counters the body drop. And then Brian goes for the knee to Ali, but he moves. And Brian slams into the post. And then Ali hits a 450 splash to Daniel Bryan, who's draped over the apron. Brutal looking. Sick. It was amazing. Ali goes for the pinfall, but Rowan pulls him out of the ring. Rowan gets involved up on the apron. Double super kick sends him down. There's a hurricane runner, which sends him into the ring post outside by Ali. And then a diving plancha by Kevin Owens takes out Rowan. And there's a running knee to KO by Bryan off the apron. Back in the ring, Bryan goes up top, but Ali gets involved. They both get up top, but Ali lands on his feet after getting pushed off outside. He like moonsaults and lands on his feet. Ali takes out Bryan. There's a pop up powerbomb to Ali on the apron outside. KO gets sent into the timekeeper area back in the ring for a Brian near fall Ollie and Brian trade slaps Ali goes for the crossbody a flying crossbody but gets hit with a mid-air uh, running knee for the win and Brian Sick. retains in 19 minutes guys for night for a 19 minute match this was incredible and in a match that they just inserted Mustafa Ali this match was amazing four awesome. and a half stars for me this this boosted my ass to the to heaven ass Okay, so my ass is totally boosted from this match. I'm so happy Ollie's back. He's so good. I was so excited. So, so it kind of ended up working out when he got hurt in a way because now Kofi, now Kofi kind of got Kofi is spot. getting this huge push and 
but I, I don't want Ali to lose this push in the future. Because this guy deserves a maybe not a title run yet, but he needs like a, a like a chase, you know. I just I just need to see Mustafa Ali and Ricochet stat. Oh yeah, stat. give me that match. Oh hell yeah, brother. That's gonna be like when him and Osprey faced off. Maybe not as ridiculous, but it could be up there though. Oh yeah, I don't know if I said it before and a half. It was it was ass boosting. Nice, dude. I am so happy for your ass. Oh, it's great. Uh, I give it four and a half. It was fan freaking tastic. Um, a complete spot fest. Some brutal spots, really. Oh, yeah. Um, it's We joke about it, and we talk a lot of crap about, uh, oh, the apron, uh, the hardest part of the ring. You know, people forget that, whatever. But the way that they're able to implement the, the edge of the apron there uh, with brutal-looking spots is amazing. Kevin Owens, I think, is probably the king of, of apron spots. And the cannonball. And the cannonball, yes. Um, oh, yeah. I, I rock in my Kevin Owens shirt today. Uh Seriously, miss Kevin Owens so much. It is so good to have him back. Uh, so so yeah. good to have him back. Yeah, no, I uh, missed the hell out of him. Um, I like heel Owens better, but he's Kevin Owens, so he's just a star. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, great match. Cameron, cameraman Colin, what did you think of this match? Uh, Four point five match of the night by far. By and far, I, I felt like it should have been main event. But my question is, where does it go for from here now for Ali and Owens for WrestleMania? You could have them go against each other. Could put them together. Because um, oh, Owens is in a 100% face. No, he's... he's well, he's, he's a, a tweener. tweener. Is he ever? You know what would be good? It would be interesting, though? Uh, Joe's got to face somebody. Why not Ali? I think he's facing Cena, supposedly. Well, that's the rumor. That's yeah, the I, rumor. Guess I guess that's true. But I'd rather, have, I'd rather have Joe Ali. We'll see what happens. I'd rather have John Cena get his hair cut. Hey, you know, if you don't have anything else for either of them to do, you can put them together. I would not complain about that at all. Yeah, you know what I would complain about, though? This next match? Beth Phoenix and Natalya versus Tamina and Nia, and this next match. Speaking of this next match, we're going to get right into it, and it's going to be Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Uh, If Becky wins, she's added to that championship match at WrestleMania. She's still a gimp, by the way. So she's coming out like uh, like her leg is broken. On a crutch? She's going to have to figure something out because she's so hurt. There's a crutch in her hand as the bell rings. She throws it down. There's some strikes to Charlotte, uh, but Becky's really selling the leg. Charlotte targets the bad knee with a kick. Uh, heel Charlotte, by the way, is the best Charlotte, and she should stay a heel the rest of her career. No oh, question. by far. She is, and she's just cocky, and she's spouting and jawing throughout this match. She was like the brightest part of this match for me. Just, she's the queen. Her heel persona is so good. I hope she stays a heel forever. Forever. Uh, Becky gets worked over in the corner. A double knee takedown to Charlotte, uh, which in uh, in real life would probably just break. Becky's knee even more. Uh, a huge single leg Boston Crab to Becky. She this rolls is real over. Life. I don't know. You're uh, she, about. Yeah, sorry. I mean, Rhonda told me otherwise, but uh, Becky rolls over, but Charlotte sinks it back in. Uh, Chop block takes out Becky. Dragon screw to Becky. To all those to a bad leg, by the way. Charlotte is firmly in control here. Becky misses a kick by a mile. Uh, Charlotte stole it anyways, and then Charlotte hits another chop block though. Becky roll up for a near fall. Charlotte tosses Becky into the barricade and then rolls her back into the ring. Charlotte climbs up top like she's gonna go for the moonsault, but Becky pushes her down outside. Charlotte beats the count and gets back in. Becky sinks in the disarmor, but Charlotte rolls out of it. Figure four, bridge into the figure eight. Ronda Rousey runs in, uh, essentially just pokes Becky in the t- tummy and uh, gets the DQ called. Take Becky wins that. by DQ in nine minutes and Ronda leave, leaves. Uh, um, uh, how do I say this? Uh, poop. Not their best work. So, poop. like a month ago, this was like my hottest feud going into WrestleMania. But I feel like the last, ever since Elimination Chamber, this story has like, has no favorites. Lackluster. And, and it, tonight it, hurt a lot. So Raw, Raw kind of got back up on the rails again. When Ronda yeah, this went last nice. Raw, yeah, uh, kind of started to get it back because it was starting to fall off the rails quick. Uh, it got back on track a little bit on Raw. 
this did nothing for me. This was a and obviously you're telling a story with with Becky who's hobbled to the point of not being able to compete. And I get that, and she's going out there and she's competing, and that's great. But this match wasn't good. Uh, the Becky, the Ronda run in. I know why she did it, but it just was. It looked lazy. It seemed well, lazy by and, on Ronda's part. And the reason for that is, is Ronda who just destroyed Becky Lynch comes in last with week. one like slap to the belly and to, then to secure to secure the the decision. So I I understand that. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. However. After if, that bell rings. If after, after the decision's made. Kill your competitors. Yes, destroy both, both of, of them. them. Yeah. It's not this, rocket science. This, I, I give it 1.25. Uh, really did nothing for me. Unfortunately, really feels like the wind in this storyline's out of the sails. They got they got time to build it back up. So it's not like it's DOA. But man, this, this was a bummer. So the problem with this is they have been bouncing back and forth between do they want to do the triple threat or do they want to do the one-on-one for too long. You should have had a plan and stuck to it this whole time, but it seems like they've been bouncing back and forth on what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to the match, one and a half, um, I get what they were trying to do. Like, I right, totally yeah. understand with the injury angle and stuff, but, I mean, there's a better way to do it. You could have had Ronda run in earlier and just start assaulting her with the crutch, and it yeah. would have made a lot more sense. Because that spot last week was brutal. Yes. And well, and, and like the crutch has been such a focal point to the kind of the story. If I was booking this without, I mean, obviously, I don't know anything. Nothing. Preface that by saying I don't know anything about booking a wrestling show. I'm just some schmuck who's running a podcast. Stuffy internet. What show. I would have had to, what I would have done was I would have had Ronda run out as the bell rang, take the crutch, destroy Becky with it. DQ is called, destroy Charlotte with it and leave. Uh-huh. And I know you've yep. done the crutch spot a few times, but the shoe would be on the other proverbial foot, whereas Becky's the one that's been using it. You know, give Ronda it and let her, I don't know. I don't know. I would have done something different. One, one more thing is, they should have kept Becky off TV for longer. Yes. Uh, after, yeah, after, after she got arrested. She was she on TV sh- every week, basically. Yes, and she should have been off TV for a while after she got arrested. Because even Stone Cold was off for a while. And it doesn't have to be long, but two weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. The crowd's it's, not going to forget about her in a couple weeks. Right, never. Tonight would have been the night to reintroduce her. Not have her have a match. Have her come out of the crowd and attack Charlotte or Ronda or something. Yeah. But the the what they've ruined. They've ruined what they had going, and they had a really good thing going. You, so can, ne- you can feel the crowd starting to cool just a little bit on Becky. I don't know about... on. Becky, but in the whole angle on in the general. program, yeah, for sure. In the program, because the the crowd's so hot when she came out. Yes, but at the same time, it was feeling like Austin, and this didn't feel like Austin to me. Like a a, a Stone Cold, she got the last laugh. Yes, it was like, oh well, okay, I guess I'm gonna be at WrestleMania, but she well, didn't get any sort of last laugh here. What did you give it, Luke? Uh, I gave it one star. So the thing is, if they can just like, so. I don't know if how many of you people listening or following us have, have kind of been looking at the Twitter beef between uh, Ronda and Becky. Which has been insane. But it's been phenomenal. And yes. none of that intensity was carried over tonight. None. None of it. None. They, would, they might it's as well like strangers. It's, it's almost like it's two different. Yeah. It is. I mean, it totally is. Like, in the eyes of the company, it's two separate entities. But none of that. There was no intensity to this at all by any of these three ladies. There was none of it. Did you see those Eli Drake comments the other day? Uh-uh. About how how the, the Twitter feud is hotter because more people care because it's easier to access on Twitter. Yeah. They, they need to bring that intensity yeah. off Twitter and onto TV so the people that are watching on TV that aren't using Twitter get that same intensity. So here's the thing, too. If you watched Raw and saw the way Raw went off the air with Ronda Rousey showing up and just destroying everybody, 
you if you watched you would there was no way you would know that less than a week had passed from that to this yes because there was no carryover from that no at all, except becky's arm being taped that was the only that thing. was it that was it and man i don't know it feels like they really dropped the ball with this karen colin what'd you think i gave one star um obviously like ronda should have like you said beat the crap out of both of them that's after their twitter spew they should have made it seem like that there was a lot of heat going on um, about a month ago, I was excited. I'm thinking this might be the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I was right there I with could, you. I mean, there's nothing going on with this match now. Like, it's kind of dead hey, in the water. Real quick, tell me why they don't... There was a big uh, time there where WWE was like running people's tweets on a ticker during pay-per-views. Yes, I remember that. Uh, like they were, they NXT were using, still does it. They were using Twitter a ton during WWE programming, whether it was Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, whatever. Why aren't they doing that right now when their Twitter game's at its hottest? I don't know. You're it's right. almost like they don't want to embrace it because of how raunchy the... I was going to say, I was say do you think that it's because Ronda and Becky just don't don't care and they're just throwing cuss words and well, uh, insults. That doesn't matter because Ronda's on Raw, you know, on Monday saying, no more Mrs. Nice bitch! And then just destroying everybody. So, I mean, like, what else What else really yeah, yeah. is there going to... I don't know. So, yeah, it was it was. Thing, I feel like it's kind of ruined... Well, I shouldn't say ruined, but with Becky winning the Royal Rumble match and now she has to fight for a way to get in. I also, I also agree with that. That yes. makes no sense. Yes. I feel like if you win it, you should. I mean, you the McMahon's are going rogue. The, the person that should <laughs> be really fighting are. to get in is Charlotte. Yeah, that, that that's really what it is. Yes, because Becky, like Colin said, won the Royal Rumble, so she's automatic. You can't take that away from her. Yeah, no. I mean, you can because the McMahon's because the bosses can do whatever they, they want, right? But no, it makes sense though. That's a good. So point. so they they basically did the absolute bare minimum to get where they needed to be. They got the yeah. job done, but the most lackluster way possible. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so that's that. Uh, just probably my biggest letdown on the show. My biggest disappointment. Um, and hopefully Becky has a miraculous recovery because she's acting like she can't walk. And the WrestleMania is like three weeks away. So she needs to she needs to have shed that injury by WrestleMania or the match is going to hurt. For yeah, her. correct. We need to see Becky. Four weeks, pal. Four weeks. Oh, so yeah, we need to see we need to see Becky back. Oh, and 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 wrestling, not even real. And Be- and Becky okay, Lynch's, Ronda, okay, and Becky Lynch's injury, Becky Lynch's knee, not even hurt. Thank you, Ron. So she better get together. Uh, so at this point in the show, I went to go set up all of the streaming equipment and get everything ready. So AKA poop. Okay, so I didn't poop. Oh, I'm about to pee. Big boy Luke and Big boy Kyle are gonna call this uh, last ever. So I'll match. take the segment and then you take the match. <sighs> so the segment is Elias comes back out. He finally hits the Browns disc that Luke has been waiting for all night. Yep. Good old Lacey Evans comes out. She walks on down and, and walks, walks on, on back. back. And then out of nowhere, RKO by Randy Orton. Exactly how it should be. Takes Elias down. And as he's celebrating, Styles a phenomenal forearm hits him. And we look like we got a nice little feud going to WrestleMania. Woo-woo. Which, by the way, Kyle... Uh, can every pay-per-view just have Elias popping out every two matches to have heel commentary? I'll, I'll take him after every match. Actually, you know what? Put him on commentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with a live mic to pander to the crowd, too, oh because, god. oh my god, Just be have hilarious. his own stool over by the timekeeper? Is, is he is he not the funniest guy on the roster? Yeah, right now. Yeah. Right now, I for mean, sure. I mean, in a long time, too. Like, he, he, he has the power to grasp the crowd and make them love or hate him so easily. Here's the thing. It's the same It's the same magic that John Cena had, where you just have to make it rhyme, and you have to, like, every crowd... <laughs> uh, anyway, 
anyway sorry we're live um every 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 crowd has a certain pressure point that you can just be a heel and throw cheap shots at so i mean whether it's a rap whether it's a song i think it, i think that's a great uh great gimmick to have and and you know See, what zach leaves and we're just off the rails and to be fair elias could be a main event star yeah it's so easy yes it's like it's like they're they're having trouble pulling the trigger on him <laughs> yes hey zach by the way, something? Well, welcome back, pal. What, what did I miss? Yeah, I, you I missed heard... Kyle bending over to grab his notes or whatever and just letting one rip. God live, it, Kyle. Live. This is a professional live. podcast. Okay, Kyle. hey, hey, you know what? This is our main event, fellas. Oh, right on. Let's get into it. So this is uh, this is The Shield. Uh, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman the Reigns. Shield. In case you were living in a cave, that's who makes up The Shield. Um, versus um, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, not Galloway, and Baron Corman. So, three on three, the Shield reunited very hastily on Monday Night Raw, and here we go. Lashley and Seth, yes, Lashley and Seth start things off. Lashley shoulder blocks him into the corner. Seth responds with a good old sling blade, and then uh, Lashley takes over and goes into his partner's corner, tags Corbin. Corbin takes Rollins into the corner. Gosh, your play-by-play is just way better than mine. Uh, Oh, come on. A a backward slingshot into the middle turnbuckle. I don't know what you call that. Like it's a, a fall away in a in a rock bottom, uh, like I call it a downward spiral. I don't know. Like a leg sweep, kind of. Like a reverse, well, it's like, like it's, inverted. It's like inverted. You're falling backward with the guy. Nice. Uh, anyway, so onto the onto the middle turnbuckle. That was sweet. Uh, Dean gets the tag from Seth, and multiple elbow drops from Seth and Dean tag team style. Uh, Drew McIntyre gets the tag in. Now he goes to the corner. Uh, Seth tags in. Excuse me, Seth Rollins tags in and then tags Roman. So they do like a, a 3B uh, where Seth does an elbow drop, uh, or excuse me, does a uh, leapfrog off of Dean Ambrose's back for an elbow. And then Roman Reigns comes in for a big clothesline. Uh, let's see, a flying clothesline to McIntyre. Now Roman versus McIntyre. Seth gets tagged in again. McIntyre Irish whips Rollins. Rollins jumps backwards and eats a big kick to the rib. So what I mean is he goes to reverse it in the corner, jumps up and tries to flip over uh, McIntyre, and he just delivers a stiff boot right into the side. Um, Lashley gets tagged in as Corbin is attacking Rollins on the outside. Lashley beats on Roman outside, and Rollins is in the enemy's corner. Corbin tags in, more strikes, and a rest chokehold from the good old Baron. Uh, He tags in Drew McIntyre, Rollins tags Dean in, and a little hot tag situation. Dean gets some offense in. He elbows McIntyre from the outside to the barricade. That was a nice little spot. A big elbow. Um, Lashley randomly comes in and spears Dean for a near fall from Drew McIntyre. Corbin and Lashley threw Rollins into the crowd, and things start to get crazy out there. Uh, Corbin tags in, beats on Dean, then tags Lashley in. Lashley gets a big running shoulder block into the corner, and then puts Dean into a chokehold, another rest hold there. Lashley hits what I call a downward spiral. Uh, Kyle thought it was a DDT. We fought back and forth on that. They did. They were getting, they were getting chippy. Yeah, it was, it was heated in, up in here. Um, downward spiral on Dean, and then Lashley tags McIntyre in. McIntyre and Dean going back and forth with the strikes. McIntyre tries for a suplex three times before Dean reverses it on the third try. McIntyre tags in Lashley, and uh, Lashley goes up top to Dean Ambrose, who's now at the top of the turnbuckle, and he gets knocked, on t- knocked off the top before tagging McIntyre in. And let's see... 
Uh, McIntyre hops up, gets knocked off the turnbuckle, and then there's a hot tag situation where Roman and Corbin come in, and Roman, in typical Roman Reigns fashion, cleans house, and then hits Corbin with the drive-by. Rollins then throws himself into McIntyre randomly. A double drop kick from both Seth and Dean, which Seth kind of botches there at the end. Roman goes for a dive and uh, gets deep sixed for a near fall from Corbin. Craziness outside as Dean and Rollins dive at Lashley and McIntyre over the barricade. Roman and uh, Corbin are exchanging strikes. Corbin throws Roman into the corner and a choke slam for a near fall. And then they finally get a spotlight out there in uh, in the crowd. It as, was dark. As they're like on a basketball court area. They're, they're in the queue, so whatever, I guess. And there's battling between those four over there and then back inside. Corbin goes for a superplex on Roman. They battle it out. Roman slips out underneath Corbin and power bombs him for a near fall. You, you want some? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. On the outside, Dean goes for a double clothesline uh, and gets caught. Rollins is up top, like on the balcony, and dives at all three of them uh, as Dean is being held by, oh gosh, McIntyre and Lashley. So a, a big spot there. Corbin goes for a choke slam after dodging a Superman punch from Roman. Roman elbows Corbin, who's going for the choke slam, and then Corbin runs at Roman and gets clocked in the mouth by a big boot, which did not look like it was supposed to happen. Because then he slid under the ring and jumped he back totally in. Totally no sold it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and his lip was bloody, so he definitely was not supposed to catch that boot. Uh, he comes back in and, for his efforts, gets Superman punched for a near fall. An end of days counter as Roman goes for another Superman punch, but the shield is able to break up the pin this time. Uh, and then Rollins, so the Spanish announce tables are getting uh, cleared off. Rollins almost gets slammed into the Spanish announce table, but Roman Reigns comes in with a Superman punch on uh, Bobby Lashley. And then Rollins stomps Lashley's head onto the table, and he's dead. He's gone. Uh, Reigns gets a spear on Corbin on the outside. And then there's a shield bomb on Drew McIntyre through the Spanish announce table. Uh, the Shield then traps Baron Corbin, who's now inside the ring, and they do kind of a cool little segment there where they just have him in natural Shield fashion cornered. Um, there's a Dirty Deeds from Dean. Crowd's and, going wild yeah, at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, this is classic Shield. The crowd knows what's coming. And then a Shield bomb in the center of the ring as, uh, let's see, yes, to the center of the ring to Corbin for the pin and the win, and of course it was Roman Reigns getting that pinfall. So. There's your match, fellas. And they put they were putting this over the whole like towards the end of this match, especially a as ton. The, they last. The, uh, this was it for the Shield, and it won't uh, be. I think it will be for a, a long time. Right, now. but but um, the thing is, they always say this is the last oh, time yeah. the group's going to oh, be yeah. together. They'll get together again like four years from now at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, I guess the only speculation is is Dean for sure gone? Yeah, Ooh, I yeah. have no idea. Um, I am I'm glad, so lost right I am now with glad, I am glad this was a one and done just to kind of celebrate Roman being back. There were some good emotional moments, especially at the end uh, when they all kind of did the Shield thing after the match. So if this yes. is it for the Shield for now, I think that's good. Um, it's just, you know, there's just a, a worthy point. It, they they were putting this over very intentionally as like, this is it for the Shield. So that's good. I, just, I, I didn't want this to go into WrestleMania and interrupt Seth's moment. Guys, I had, I had a brilliant idea. Yeah. Brilliant. So Ambrose is leaving, right? Possibly. Yes. Dino. We could always have Papa Kurt come back and reform the shield. That's right. Da- Dad, <laughs> Daddy Kurt. Kurt. Dad Kurt. 
<laughs> what did you guys think of the match? I'm going to obviously sustain, abstain you from rating it. You saw a lot of it. it. Yeah, yeah, give, give if us your I thought. were to rate it, I'd probably give it like a 3.5 from what I saw. Okay. Uh, it started out a little bit slow, but uh, there was some... I think my favorite spot was Seth diving off of the balcony. Yeah, it was crazy. That was awesome. That was ECWS. So, oh, yeah. So I gave it three and a half stars, too. It also started off slow, got really hot towards the end. Uh, really fun. Great. I'm so happy Roman's back. You know, I've always been kind of critical of him. But um, regardless if you like somebody for their profession... Um, you never want something like cancer to be on. And them. you yes. cannot deny that the product is more interesting when he's there. Oh, definitely. Ooh, One yes, way or another, yes, yes. the product is much more interesting with Polarizing. him there. Polarizing. I, yeah, I, yeah. think, I think the same could be said for Cena back in the day, too, oh, because definitely. I know a lot of us didn't. Even now, I think. Well, not as much now. We but, love Cena now. Yeah, but back then. Z Nation. Woo, woo. Uh, even, if, even if you didn't like Cena, TV was more interesting with him on there. Yes. I agree. And I think, I think you can like say the him. same for for the other guys that follow that same main event mold that people were kind of getting tired of, right. like, like Hogan and The Rock, you well, know? Well, the only reason we didn't like Cena is because he beat literally everybody with the same 10 moves. Edge just like especially. Roman Reigns. Just like yep. Roman Reigns. Yep. So the only thing, I gave this uh, I gave this three and a quarter. Uh, it was fun. It was classic Shield. They got all their stuff in. Yeah. Um, yeah. The biggest, <laughs> thanks. The biggest yeah. thing, so the only thing I don't like, um, Roman... With his comeback, obviously it wasn't it wasn't scripted or anything like that. But with his comeback, they can still make him look good, and they can they can they can continue the the crowd loving him rather yeah. than getting getting stale on him real quick. How right. they do that, in my opinion, uh, he got countered with like three different signature moves, special moves, kicked out of each one of them. Granted, the shield helped him on one. Right. Roman does not need to be superhuman, okay? Right, right, right. That's the only. That's my only issue. I'm with you there. He needs to kick. Out, he needs to not kick out of the stuff that no one else is kicking out of. I think the most cartoon moment was when he kicked out of like 75 f5s at WrestleMania. Exactly. Like that was too much. That exactly. Stop. I think that's why everybody hated John Cena too. Exactly, dude. They're just superhuman. And kick the, out of one finisher. And Hulk and Hulk kicked out of all that crap too. And can, can I can I tell you something though? Oh yeah. I definitely much rather see Roman Reigns than Batista wrestle. Is it the nose ring? No. Wait, did you rate the match? I uh, gave it three and a quarter. Cameraman Colin. Three and a half. It seemed like a, a perfect emotional send-off for the Shield. It, it seemed like it was really the last time. I will say, Roman Reigns looked good for having a little bit of ring rust. I thought he looked... I don't think he had any ring rust. He, he got right back into I mean, it. Like for being gone. Yeah, for no, sure. I totally agree. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's how the show went off the air with the Shield... Shielding and uh, just a feel-good moment to end a very kind of heel standing tallish show. And uh, up next, you guys, up next, the next pay-per-view is WrestleMania. So we are in the fast lane. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. So that was Fastlane. So uh, so what are you going to uh, give the show? So overall. Uh, these WWE pay-per-views have been, for the most part... Are you okay, Luke? <laughs> I wish the camera got all of your facial expressions there. So, overall, uh, <laughs> I do. I will say, I don't think this pay-per-view needs to exist. I, I don't think it should exist. I think we should go... Oh. I think we should have a February show, and then not have a show in March, and then April be WrestleMania. That being said, this wasn't a terrible show. It wasn't a bad show. It was a good show. But there was some negatives associated with it. It was pretty predictable, 
and uh, just kind of continuing WrestleMania feuds. I give it a B overall. Um, I was going in the B minus territory, but there were a couple matches, particularly the U.S. title match and the World title match, that kind of elevated the show a lot for me. So a solid B, close to a B plus even. But I enjoyed the show. Wrong. Oh wow. Okay. Um, using the Kyle Sigler grading system, oh, it got no, an eighty percent B minus. Oh, whoa. Straight on the line of an eighty percent. Um, almost a C. It, almost a C plus. Sorry. It was almost a C plus, almost a seventy nine point nine nine. Um so it would have been a C if it wasn't for that shield match picking up the US title match and that WWE title match with my boys. Your boys. Oh, and the tag team title match. That was good too. Both of them actually. Alright guys. Freaking Meltzer over here. He gave it a C, didn't you? I gave it a C plus. Oh my god. You know why? Why? There were two duds. I can't on this I can't I can't really hate on that though because there I gave two, it eighty percent. Right. There were two yeah, you were just a percent up. <laughs> one percent yeah. off. Um there were two duds on this one. Uh there Fair was enough. A, there was a two star match with Mandy Rose and Oscar. So with two one stars and one two star, yes, there were a couple awesome matches that were redeeming, but this was not Especially for what WWE's been churning out lately, where every match is pretty much a good match. Um, th- this was not it, Chief. This was not a good match. Or, excuse me, this was not a good pay-per-view. This was not a bad pay-per-view. This was just a pay-per-view. <laughs> Probably is the perfect reason. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Let Colin rate the Colin, show. Cameron Colin. What do you think, buddy? Show, buddy? I had it a C plus, but the WWE title and the US title match were just too good, so I put it up to a B minus. 80% as well. Hey, no, don't let 80% are oh, over 81, here. 81%. Thank you very much. Please don't yell. I'm Can sorry. we all agree that they made the women's division look absolutely awful? Tonight they did. Tonight, yes. yes. Uh, all three Their women's track matches record got derailed. weren't that good. So, so I think I should bring up what we're going to do next week. What should you do? So coming live, not live, uh, from 1999 in Tacoma, Washington, we are doing <laughs> Spring Stampede, WCW show. WCW. And I'll, I'll run through the card. Oh, no. Uh, first of all, we got Juventud Guerrera versus Blitzkrieg. Car crash. Uh, we got Bam Bam Bigelow versus <gasps> Hardcore Hack. What what year is this again? 1999. Hardcore Hack is who? Sandman. Thank you for filling in. We oh got God. Scotty Riggs versus Mikey Whipwreck. This is WCW? <laughs> yeah, this yep. is WCW. We got Conan versus the legend Disco Inferno. See, there you go. We got Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Billy Kidman. That should be a that match. That should be a match. Uh, oh, this <laughs> ne- be a match. Oh, <laughs> this next one, man. Chris Benoit Dean Malenko with Arn Anderson versus Raven and Perry Saturn. Oh, hell That'll yeah. Be a good one. Uh, then we got, oh boy, Jordan Grace's dad, Scott Steiner, against <laughs> Booker T. Oh. Then we got uh, Goldberg. This match is short. Good. Goldberg versus Kevin Nash with Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth. Oh, no. And then we got a four corners match for the WCW World Heavyweight Champion with Macho Man Randy Savage as a special guest referee. We have Diamond Dallas Page versus Ric Flair versus Hollywood Hogan versus Sting. Okay. All right. So that match with Luger coming out with Miss Elizabeth is just going to make me depressed. Why? Because the fact that Miss Elizabeth was ever with Lex Luger. Technically, it's Kevin Nash coming out with Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth, so you won't be as depressed. I'll be sad. Um, so, not wrestling. Well, this is a 1999 WCW pay-per-view that sounds way too much like an ECW pay-per-view. So look I'm forward ex- to that. I'm interested. I'm excited. It's been a while since we've been a WCW and show. And it's from Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> um, the next time you see us live, again, just as a reminder, will not be WrestleMania. Hold on, hold on. Jay Kells is real excited for Mikey Ripwreck. He would. And it does sound like a solid He card. would. Jordan. Uh, the, anyways, patented, the patented whippersnapper. So we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week for that. Uh, and again, just keep your eyes open. Keep your ears to the ground because we have some fun shit coming your way. We are going to try to boost your ass soon. 
Oh, you, April's gonna be. All I want to say is you're gonna be. We want to be around for April because it's gonna be a month. Too it's sweet gonna be too sweet. Thank you. Love you. Bye. You have to pee, don't you? No. Oh. Good show, guys.